Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. So glad that you could be with me today. I've got something I'm really excited about that I'm going to share with you. And it's something that I've just been learning this last short period of time myself. I'm going to start out by asking you, do you feel like you're approved? You feel like you're worthy? You feel like you're accepted by God? Approved? Worthy? Accepted? Well, I'm going to tell you right up front, you are. Now, let's take a look at this. Here's a verse that I memorized in a different translation and didn't serve me well. 2 Timothy 2.15. I'm going to start out with the uh, amplified version, which is very close to what I initially memorized. Study and be eager and do your utmost to present yourself to God, approved or tested by trial, a workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. Study to present yourself approved to God. Now, let me tell you why that's a bad translation. It's a bad translation in many ways. First of all, approved to God, the word to is not there in the Greek manuscripts that we have. Translators have discretion, and to help us understand what the original text means, they can legitimately put in extra words. Of course, they do that according to their theological bias. That could just as easily say, study to show yourself approved by God. And that's the way, in my opinion, it should be translated. Let's look at the mirror translation of that same verse. 2 Corinthians 2.15, without any delay, live your life from a place where you are familiar with the complete approval of God. Well, that's different, isn't it? goes on to say, you, not need, you do not need to apologize for the fact that your experience might be a contradiction to your faith. What God believes about you needs no defense. There's such an immediate authority and clarity Truth triumphs over every contradiction. It makes a clear-cut division between light and darkness. The word of truth shows distinctly that the duty-driven law of works and annoyances and the love-driven law of perfect liberty have nothing in common. I could probably do several, well, I could do several episodes just on this one verse. Oh, man, just so much there talks about the contrast of light and darkness. Light, in light you are approved. God is pure light with no trace of darkness. Darkness lies to you and says, nah, you're not approved. God's upset with you. God's mad at you because of what you did or whatever. All right. 
we study to show ourselves that we are already approved because we are. We study to become familiar with the complete approval of God. Very different from studying to try to get God to approve you, don't you think? We don't study just for knowledge. Knowledge alone puffs us up and makes us proud in a bad sense. All right. We don't study so we can win religious arguments to prove that we're right and somebody else is a dummy. I did that for years in my religious days. I'm not proud of it. And it was a big turnoff to everybody else. I don't think I ever convinced anybody. All right. This is just actually the opposite. I love what my friend Don Keithley said this week. He said, I no longer try to win arguments or convince people. Instead, I love and give grace and help remove barriers to love and grace. We're past having to win arguments now. We are ministers of reconciliation to those whose time it is to awaken. To be in a position to minister reconciliation, we study to show that we— and everyone else is already approved, already reconciled. Then, once we know that we and everybody else are already approved and reconciled, then we can tell others that. Now, let me give you a heads up here. You won't find many religious courses out there about learning how approved you already are by God. And sadly, most Religious organizations and programs and courses and teachers do just the opposite. They tell you how you've sinned and you're not approved by God. And maybe, just by maybe, if you say the magic words correctly and keep your nose clean forever, you can get God to barely approve you. Those are all lies. Stay away from that. All right. So where do we go to learn? Glad you asked. We go to the teacher, capital T, the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of grace, who is in you right now, ready and willing and already communicating to you how approved you are. Look at what Jesus said in John 14, 26. This is the night before he died, and he's summing up things for his peeps, his followers. And he said this, the helper, capital H, all these next letters are capital the teacher, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, the standby, all of those are words for the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, whom the Father will send in my name, someone who is just like me, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf, will teach you all things. And he will help you remember everything I've told you. You have the greatest teacher of all time in you and ready and willing to teach you and already teaching you. You may just not know it. So what do you need to study? Whatever you hear voices in your mind saying or yourself saying out loud that I am not. I'm not worthy. I'm not approved. I'm not good enough. I'm not deserving Whatever you hear yourself saying and thinking, or other people saying that about you, whatever you hear that, hear that coming out, study the things that show that those things are not true. The teacher will show you with a customized course that speaks your language and resonates with you. Sometimes the teacher will speak direct words to you. Romans 10, 17, faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ, Christ in you the hope of glory. Sometimes the teacher will impress a thought 
in your mind, an impression. Sometime the teacher will reveal a truth to you in scripture. But I found that when I go to scripture, I need to come with my mind open, my hands open, willing to receive and not at all think, give up any idea that I know what that scripture already means because of what somebody else has told me. And I'll only agree with the Holy Spirit if I hear what the Holy Spirit says. (laughs) It's like the scripture today. We can go to the Bible, we can go to Scripture, and it says, study to show yourself approved to God, and we've got to have an open mind and let the teacher show us, no, it's approved by God already. Sometimes the teacher will use music, secular music, any kind of music, to reveal truth to you, sometimes literature, arts, nature. Sometimes the teacher will put you in the path of other people who you learn from. Jesus elaborated generally speaking, on what the teacher, the Holy Spirit of Christ, grace in us, will teach us. In John 16, verse 7, I love the mirror translation here. It sort of reminds me of my army days. Now listen up, Jesus says, hear me. My departure is not to disadvantage you. Everything that is about to happen brings conclusion and bears together what the prophets pointed to. This will be to your absolute advantage. If I don't go away, your companion, the teacher, cannot come to you. But if I go, and we know he went, so when I go, I will send you the one, capital O, the teacher, to be face-to-face with you, defining your very being. Verse 8, in this capacity of close companionship with you, Holy Spirit comes to convince the world. Now, If you are already understanding who you are in Christ and understanding God's fathership and unconditional love and grace and inclusion, then this passage says what he's going to show here, who he's going to convince is the world. People in the world's darkened system of religion, you're going to already know this. And then the Holy Spirit's going to convince people who don't yet know it through your life. Holy Spirit comes to convince the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. Verse 9, Holy Spirit in you will persuade them, the people of the world who don't yet know their true identity in Christ, concerning their sin, which we know is missing the mark, which boils down to a bankrupt, distorted identity due to their indifference to Jesus. The world's unbelief and indifference to Jesus is the very cause of their bankruptcy. The word for sin, harmartia, and you all know that you've heard me that teach this before, it's pointing to a disoriented or distorted or bankrupt identity. It's falling short of knowing who God is and who we are and who everybody else is. Sin is living out of context with the blueprint of our design. It's, it's behaving out of tune with God's original harmony. It's nothing at all like the church has taught you. Verse 10. In this union with you, the great companion, the great teacher, will also convince the world, now you will already know this, but will also convince the world of righteousness. Because in my disappearing out of sight, Jesus said, to be face to face with the Father, the teacher, the spirit of truth, will interpret the conclusion of my mission, which is mankind's association in me and their redeemed innocence. The intimate union with my Father that I displayed while present with you in my physical body will now be made visible in you, you, you. (laughs) And that will convince the world who don't yet know who 
they are. Verse 11, then the world, Jesus said, will be convinced that the judgment that we thought was due was accomplished when a ruler of this world system was judged. In my opinion, the world system is the doctrinal system of lies that presents an angry God. All right. That system has been judged, been found wanting, and done away with by Jesus. That's what he said. All right. There's still some remnants of it around, though. goes on to say, just like Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit will not condemn the world, rather will convince the world. In Jesus dying mankind's death, closure was brought to the system of the law of works and performance as dictating and defining human life. What we do or don't do or rules we keep or don't keep do not define anything about our real identity. In mankind's co-crucifixion and joint descent in Jesus into their hell, the hell of their mind, and in their co-resurrection and co-elevation to be seated together with him in heavenly places. Verse 12, Jesus says, I got so much more to tell you, but you wouldn't be able to handle it now. And that's true of every day. He has so much more. The teacher in us has so much more to show us. We can't handle it all at once. But if we're open and willing to listen and let the teacher teach us, man, he just shows us more and more and more and more every day. And every day we learn more and more and more every day how good God is and how good we are, how we are already approved by him. And the same is true of everybody else. Verse 13, when she has come, the spirit of truth, the teacher, she will take you by the hand and guide you into the path of all truth. She will not draw attention to herself, but will communicate and unveil everything she hears and discerns from a heavenly perspective about the things that are about to happen within you. And Francois explains why he uses the pronoun she there. I'll just touch on that briefly. It's not my point of of the message today. And it's not a big deal if you think the Holy Spirit or the teacher is male or female. We know spirit is that the Holy Spirit, that God is spirit, neither male nor female. We also know we were made in God's image and likeness, and we are males and females. In the Hebrew, the word for spirit all throughout the Old Testament is feminine. In the Greek, in the New Testament, the word for spirit is neutral. It's neuter. However, the word Jesus spoke, when he said spirit, it is feminine. So it's perfectly fine to address or conceive of the teacher, the Holy Spirit, the comforter in you as feminine. All right. Verse 14, Holy Spirit will endorse my opinion of you by taking that which is mine and interpreting it in you, not to you, in you. Jesus said, the Father and I enjoy all things in common, even to the finest detail. Because this is so, I said that the close companion esteems my glory and lays a hold of that which is within me and and declares it within you from heaven's point of view. The relation between the Son and the Spirit is present and constant. Now, back to 2 Timothy 3.16. Jesus Christ and his work of salvation is the theme of Scripture. The value of Scripture in its most complete context is always focused in God's prophetic voice, inspiring a thorough education in the revelation of righteousness, revealing to us that we are already righteous. We are already approved. We are already one with God. 
goes on to say, this is what carries the breath of God and gives substance and proof to accurately gauge what is being taught. Mankind's righteousness lost in Adam would be redeemed again in Christ. The breath of God, meaning the words that proceed from his mouth, educates us in the understanding of our original identity, likeness, and innocence. The teaching of righteousness from the teacher gives significance to Scripture. Now, I specifically read that first from the mirror. Here's what I first memorized, and maybe what many of you are familiar with, or maybe even memorized, 2 Timothy 3.16. All Scripture, most say all Scripture is God-breathed. It should be translated all Scripture that is God-breathed is useful for teaching, correcting, and rebuking in righteousness. Terrible, terrible, terrible translation. All Scripture that is God-breathed is useful and helpful for training us in righteousness. Scripture that seems to indicate you are not righteous or not approved or not worthy or that contradicts what Jesus says is a hindrance and it's not a help. (laughs) It's not Scripture that is God-breathed or inspired to you at any given moment. All right, 1 Corinthians 2.12. The Spirit proceeding from God unveils the gifts of His generosity. He has graced us with understanding so that we may know what He has already had in mind for us. This is so unlike the secular spirit of the wisdom of the world where everything has a price tag. Christ is the unveiling of the mystery of God's wisdom. Now we know how God redeemed our righteousness and our wholeness in Christ. In God's economy, Christ represents us. What mankind could never achieve through personal discipline and willpower as taught in every religion. God's faith accomplished in Christ. Of his design are we in Christ. Not anything we've ever done. We are associated in oneness with him. Our wisdom is sourced in this union. Also, our righteousness and our holiness originate from him. Holiness equals wholeness and harmony of someone's spirit, soul, and body. Our redemption is sanctioned in Christ. He redeemed our identity, our sanity, our health, our joy, our peace, our innocence, and our complete well-being. Secular religion, and this is the end of 1 Corinthians 2.12 by Francois Dutoit. Secular religion is the product of the spirit of this world, the world system of darkness, where everything is performance-based, only the heroes of the moment are acclaimed. The rest are reduced to spectators and audience. Paul continually warns us against listening to and putting any value in secular religion. I'm going to give you the practical application here in closing. Study to show yourself that you are approved, that you are worthy, that you are accepted, that you are righteous, that you are loved already, that you are adored. Study. Most of us had subjects in school that we didn't do as well as others in. We weren't interested in some of those things. We weren't gifted in those areas. But many of us who have gone back to school later in life do really well and even get all A's and have great understanding and application for what we're studying. Why is that? 
<laughs> we're interested in what we go back to study or we wouldn't do it. So we see the value of it, how it's going to help us. I'll bet you are interested in studying and learning that you are completely and totally approved by God every day, and nothing can ever change that. I bet you're interested in studying and learning that you are righteous, right with God. So here's what you study. Whenever you find yourself thinking that you are not worthy, you are not good, you're not accepted by God, you're not included, that you're disqualified for some reason, whenever you find yourself saying or thinking that, Maybe you say, as I have, uh, well, I know God loves me unconditionally, but no. Whenever you have any inkling of a thought or hear from somebody else that you're not worthy, you're not approved, you're not right with God, just stop and ask the teacher in you, the Holy Spirit of grace, if that's true or not. And then listen. Now, the Holy Spirit is the teacher, and the teacher will speak to you. Sometimes your mind will fight that and say, well, well, that can't be true because I was taught down at the church house that, you know, God can't even stand me. Well, you were taught wrong, (laughs) just wrong. How'd that work out for you? All right. Now, if you don't know what to study, contact me and send me a personal message on Facebook or put something in in the comments on the platform you're hearing this on. By the way, subscribe to the platform you're hearing this on and make some comments and give some likes if if it's appropriate. That really helps drive people to what we're talking about. But contact me and I'll give you some resources. For the most part, I give away my resources. I have to replenish them. So if, if you can afford to pay for them, that's fine. If you can't, I just give them away. I have my new book, Grace to All, which is will be out by the time the, that you guys see this video and listen to this podcast. The Mirror Bible is excellent. The people that I talk about in my book, Grace to All, the 90 people that I talk about in there, they have courses and podcasts and videos and all kinds of things available. A lot of it is free, and you can find out who to go to that you might resonate with where you can study to learn that you are already totally and forever approved by God. And that is an absolute wonderful thing. You're going to find it so. Hey, thank you so much for being with me today on this episode of Grace to All with Paul Gray. I look forward to seeing you all next time. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.